you've got a Bible, uh, why don't you go over to Ephesians chapter 5. And uh, if you are just joining us this morning, we are in a series called Living on Purpose. Let me just make sure I can get that going. It isn't going, so someone can help me with that one. Living on Purpose. And the big idea of, of all of this is is really it's this. If, if life is not lived intentionally, it will be lived by accident, yeah. right? If your life is not lived uh, uh, intentionally, it will be lived on accident. Let me just check this is going to work. And it is. That's great. Awesome. And listen, living by accident is no way to live. Look at the person next to you and say, it's no way to live. It's not. It's not any good way to live. Especially when it comes to some of the really important areas of our life, like our relationships and our health, our finances, the legacy that we want to leave to others, the things that we know we ought, we ought to be doing. But sadly, here's the sad thing, guys, that a whole lot of people, many people uh, living by accident is by and large kind of the default way which so many people live, where Life is just this kind of haphazard uh, journey, kind of like a, a bumper boat journey of sort of knocking into one thing after another just by accident. You kind of, you know, bump into someone and shack up with them or you bump into this and buy. Just, it just isn't purposeful. And uh, our key text, Ephesians chapter 5, it says, it says this, be very careful. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most out of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I've found that we get ourselves into a lot of trouble, into all sorts of problems when we're not deliberate with the things that count in our lives. When we're not making the most out of every the, the days that we've, we've been given. And you know what? As people of purpose and as people who have been called for a purpose, we've got to live on purpose. Right. We have to be living on purpose. We see Jesus did that. Jesus is kind of like our perfect example as he always is. Our model example in John 17. Don't turn there. We get a glimpse of the intentional life of Christ where he's praying to the Father in John 17. And the Bible records these words of Jesus as he, as he speaks to his Father. He says, I have glorified you on earth by accomplishing the work you gave me to do. In other words, Jesus did exactly what he was born for. He came, he saw, he conquered, he left. <laughs> he did it. Mark Twain once said, the two greatest days of your life are the day that you were born and the day you find out what you were born for. And I just want us to be a church, us to be a people of purpose, people who live on purpose, for a purpose. But you will never get to the point of your life unless you are purposeful with it, unless you are making it count. Come on, let's make it count around these parts. So I want to just 
talk to you this morning a little bit more as we kind of continue on the series. You can check out all of the previous messages via uh, iTunes. You can sign up Aspire Church Nelson for our podcasts or find the link in your email update. But I want to talk to you about one of the great enemies, I believe, of living on purpose. If you're taking notes this morning, I've entitled this, Remind Me Tomorrow. <laughs> Remind Me Tomorrow. Let's just pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your presence here with us this morning. God, I thank you that you've not left us just to kind of worship nothing. But Lord, we are worshiping the living God. Lord, you are interested and engaged in our lives. And in these, in these moments that we have together, I pray by your Holy Spirit, you would just whisper to our hearts. Come and challenge us. We are ready to be challenged. And change us from the inside out like only you can. Thank you for this time. Open up your words to us today in Jesus, Jesus' name. Amen. I have been a, a big fan and an, an avid user of Apple products for quite a, a, a wee while. Any other fans out here? Woo, woo. And uh, I even suggested once that we should probably ban non-Apple users from attending this church. But, but the eldership said no, something about it being too judgmental. I don't know what that was about, but... But, uh, but Apple, like probably uh, a lot of computer companies, have this automatic update feature uh, where they just make sure that your, your software is, is up to date and any known bugs are kind of fixed or ironed out and, and essentially that your device or devices are running smoothly, right? No problems. They're running at their, their very best. And my phone, I, I think, does this automatically. I should probably check. But, but my laptop, it, 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 it has these update options. It gives me these options. Uh, every now and then, there's a little screenshot of my laptop screen just yesterday. Updates not installed. What do I want to do about it? And it gives me, it gives me uh, these options of installing immediately, installing in one hour, installing later that evening or this last one remind me tomorrow <laughs> i don't think in the 10 years or so of owning uh, an apple laptop at least i have ever pressed when prompted for the first time that restart now button i can't think of a time when i've done that the first time i've been prompted for it why because now is never convenient it is never, now is never a suitable time for updating whenever that is. I'm, I'm usually working on something, right? I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I, and honestly, I just can't be bothered with the inconvenience of it all. To press restart now is going to mean I'm going to have to stop what I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not kind of ready for that kind of disruption. The problem, uh, the problem is that the next day when this remind me tomorrow comes up, which is the next day, nothing's changed. I'm still working on something. I'm still busy and I still really can't be bothered with the, with the interruption. And so just like the day before, I quickly press the remind me tomorrow button again and I carry on. And this goes on for days. This goes on for weeks. This goes on and this was probably like the third month I clicked again, remind me tomorrow. I just keep clicking, remind me tomorrow, remind me tomorrow, remind me tomorrow. Every day, 
no kidding, over and over again because I consider it actually a minor inconvenience to my life to keep doing this daily thing and putting off for another day what would otherwise be too much of a disruption right now. Remind me tomorrow. Click. That's it. Doesn't take long. And after a few weeks of doing this, of pressing remind me tomorrow, strange things start happening to my computer. It just starts to, you know, some of the apps don't quite open as fast as they, as they normally should do. And then after a few weeks, actually some of them aren't even opening at all. Like I just can't get Internet Explorer to open up. And then eventually after a couple of months, my whole computer starts to slow down. Anyone had this experience before? Like it goes really slow until I am forced to press restart now and install this thing properly. And I finally press that update now button. Life can be a little bit like that, right? Like we just kind of keep putting off things. And it, listen, it's no way, way to live in that we can go for days, we can go for months, we can go for literally years and years and years avoiding dealing with stuff. Remind me tomorrow, put it off for another day, put things off, choosing to live accidentally, putting off till tomorrow what we know we should probably do today and get stuff sorted. And then eventually after a few days, maybe a few weeks, probably after a few years of living like this, we find ourselves in a place of crisis. Surprise, surprise where things just aren't working the way that they should. Things have just so slowed down. You just can't get life to work properly. Things aren't opening like they should do. It's just not, one, it's not working like it should. And we wonder, how did I get here? Right? Like my marriage isn't working. Well, I got dead up to my eyeballs. I have now a, a healthy unhabit. Just that sense that you're not in the place that you, you want to be. And maybe in this room this morning and listening uh, via our podcast, there exists parts or places in our lives where we've been continuing to click that button. Remind me tomorrow. Remind me tomorrow. I'll, I'll deal with that. Not now. No, it's too inconvenient. I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. Click. I'll get intentional tomorrow. I'll get on to that tomorrow. Anyone guilty of that? Man, me too, right? Procrastination is my sin. It brings me naught but sorrow. I know that I should stop it. In fact, I will tomorrow. (laughs) My my car stopped working. Uh, It it turned itself off uh, in the middle of a roundabout on the motorway a couple couple weeks ago. Just stopped going. And uh, it was, the, it was the, the roundabout just off State Highway and, and it wouldn't start and I'm stuck in the middle of this lane and, and there's traffic building up behind me and that was building up probably on the State Highway and there's a truck behind me that couldn't get past and so I had to jump out of my car, which is kind of distressing and a whole lot of em- embarrassing and, and uh, fortunately a couple of people leapt out of their cars, which is awesome, and they helped me push my vehicle around the corner and then once I'd got it off the road, I'm like, hey, thank you so much. That was amazing. One of the guys, an Indian guy, he's like, man, I'll, 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 let me help you tow it to the garage so that we can get a mechanic to look at it. Man, you are super helpful. And I'm like, no, it's okay because I, I know what's wrong. 
I know, I know what's wrong with my car. I know why, I know why it just suddenly stopped because it was out of petrol. There was no petrol. It was gone. And, and it wasn't my wife's fault. It wasn't, it wasn't Caroline's fault, for those of you who are thinking it is, because she does not like petrol stations. But, but the thing was, for the, the last two days before that little event, I had looked at my petrol gauge on empty, and then I'd looked at the petrol station that I was driving past, and, and that little voice of reason was saying, you should pull in, you should fill up. You know, anyone's voice of reason sound like that? <laughs> And, and there's that other voice, there's another voice that sometimes that emotive voice that's speaking a little bit louder, which is saying, do it tomorrow. You'll get home and back in time, you know. Yeah, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. You've got to stop listening to that voice. It will get you in trouble. This reminds me of the, uh, the restaurant owner. He, he wanted to increase business in his, in his restaurant, and so he places a sign in the window announcing free lunch tomorrow. And everybody sees this sign and they think, wow, this is amazing. And so they come back the next day only to find the sign still in the window, right? Because the problem with tomorrow is that it never comes. <laughs> Procrastination is the art of postponing the inevitable, right? And some of us are really good at it of putting off what eventually has to be done. Sometimes, and this is the warning of this message, sometimes to our great peril. My, my grandfather, he, he, he had a heart attack and he died in his late 60s. He had a heart attack because of septic shock to his, his body. He had septic shock because of gangrene. He had gangrene because of an infected foot. He had an infected foot because some months before he'd stubbed his little toe. That's it. That's how his, his life eventually ended because of that one small, small uh, thing. I, I think the Kiwiism for this is, she'll be right, mate. No worries. Yep. That picture will get me another couple of days. Right? Yeah, it's just a stub toe. <laughs> yeah, just put a plaster on it. No worries. Someone once said, I think I have this on the screens, no marriage or business fails overnight, but cataclysmic failure generally comes from a series of small correctable failures that we neglect to action. You know, in the, in the book of Exodus, uh, and I think it's Exodus 7 or 8, we read about the 10 plagues that come upon Egypt because the Pharaoh would not release the Israelites. It's not too much, I don't think, a stretch to kind of suggest it really illustrates, wow, how one thing can lead to another when we don't heed God, when we don't listen to God, when we, when we see things then get worse and worse. What started for the Pharaoh of this kind of Nile River turning to blood, if you know some of the story of Exodus, the, where the water in Egypt turns to blood and they're forced to have to dig in the sand to get their water, kind of... Not a, it would have been bad, but not, not a huge problem, right? Like it could have been sorted, but Pharaoh does not let the Israelites go. And then frogs come over the land of Egypt and Moses actually comes to the Pharaoh and says, do you want me to deal with this? And you can look this up in your own time, but the Pharaoh's answer to that is tomorrow. 
I'll, I'll deal with this frog thing, thing tomorrow. And then he promises to let the Israelites go, but he changes his mind. Then dust turns to gnats, which cover all the people and the animals of Egypt. Pharaoh doesn't let the Israelites go. Flies then fill their houses. Then all of their livestock die. There becomes festering boils that break out on people's bottoms and over the Egyptians. Hail strikes down everything in the fields. Then locusts devour every tree and plant in Egypt. Nope, the Pharaoh says, I'm still not going to release them. This ain't that bad. Then, then darkness covers the land for three days. And then finally, after the death of every firstborn son, he finally lets Israel go. And it's a little extreme, but my point is this. What we put off today will not go away. It will not magically kind of correct itself. It just doesn't happen. We've got to deal with things in our lives today and stop putting them off for, for another day. What we put off today will not go away. In fact, it will probably get worse. And some of you right now, I can feel it in the room, are thinking about things that you've been putting off. It's not going to go away. What we're not intentional with in our present will eventually be our undoing in our future. The Bible puts it like this in Proverbs 24. It says, I went past the field of a sluggard, past the vineyard of someone who has no sense. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds. The stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a thief and scarcity like an armed man. I don't think this is just a warning against laziness, which it kind of is, but it, it, it's the effect our neglect to work on the things that count will have on our lives. And living on purpose necessitates that we've got to evaluate what is important, number one. And if you, if you listened again to the first message on the series for more on, more on that, but evaluate and decide what is actually important in my life right now. And of those things that matter, give them time and intention. You will have to get purposeful for those things. Do not put them off. Your relationships, you know, marriage, married people in this room, anyone married th th this morning, you will need to work on your marriage or your marriage will stop working. It will. It will. You know, she'll be right, mate, will not cut it. It, it won't work. With the things that matter, we've got to stop saying, oh, well, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll, I'll start tomorrow. I've been really challenged on this, particularly last year. I, I, I was reading through the Psalms, and, and there's this line in Psalm 90, and sometimes, you know, you're reading the Bible, and, and occasionally something just jumps out of the page at you. It's highlighted. You really feel like God wants you to spend some time on that. Psalm 90 verse 12, I kind of got stuck in this little verse, which says, teach us to number our days. Teach me, God, to number my days that I may gain a heart of wisdom. Just go, really, what is about, about this? It's really just a prayer to make sure you're living an intentional life. Excuse me. Teach me to number my days 
And I began to ponder this and begin to pray it a little over my life. God, teach me to number my days. Teach me to, to number my day. I started applying Psalm 90 to a whole bunch of different things last year. My health, my marriage, my, my ministry. And I discovered through this time three, three things about myself that actually get in the way of Psalm 90 verse 12 being fulfilled in my life, being fulfilled in the fullest. And it's these, these three areas, my discipline, my dimness, and my default. And I'll explain what these are. My, number one, my discipline. I, in some areas, realized that I was just lazy. That putting off till tomorrow, it, sometimes it just came down to plain laziness. I had no discipline in those areas. And the slothfulness was causing me to live by accident. And I needed to be purposeful in those things. And so I began to number my days. I started actually getting up really early. I haven't done that in the last couple of weeks, though. But, but uh, I joined the gym. Ow. I, uh, I started actually watching how much food I was eating. My goodness. I, had, uh, I, I, I began again just to follow a Bible reading, but just began to put discipline in my life in a lot of different areas. I got a whole lot more discipline in areas, particularly that were important to me. And I found out as I finished reading through the Psalms and I got to the Proverbs that the Bible has a whole lot to say about discipline, a whole lot to say about laziness. If you, if you don't want to stop doing that, ignore this, like just go past Proverbs. There's a lot of little chapters about slothfulness. Num number two, my, my, my dimness. What do I mean by that? I mean that there were some things that I wasn't being intentional with because I didn't know how to. I had not been enlightened. I was dim in that area. And a lot, a lot of people who live by accident, who kind of live life journeying, kind of bumping into things just by accident, it's not because they're lazy. It's not just because they're kind of slothful. It's often because you're ignorant. You don't know another way. You're unaware of, actually, is there another way to live than just this? I mean, take our relationships. If if like yelling at your spouse is the only way you know how to negotiate or be heard, you need to learn another way, right? You need to stop being dim in that area. You need to ask for help. You need to go to someone who's an expert in that area and say, look, look can you help me with this? This is a part, this is a place that I need to grow in. I need to learn and this is a priority for me. Read a book, take a course, upskill, just stop being a dim wit, right? Like, and then the last, the last thing I noticed about some of these areas in my life that I wasn't being purposeful, wasn't, wasn't just my discipline and wasn't just my dimness, but it was my default. And I, I find sometimes the greatest challenge to being intentional with the things that count is having to challenge my default, my, my established habits and beliefs. And sometimes we just are just kind of stuck in this place where it's just who we are. We believe that it's just who we are. It's just how I've always been. I've just always been like this. I've always done this, this, this way. You know, I, I, I had someone tell me they were naturally grumpy. It was my daughter. Not this one. Right? Like, what do you mean you're naturally grumpy? Well, stop it. Right? Like, change your default. That's no way to live. And just naturally grumpy? What's going on there? <laughs> Maybe the Holy Spirit wants to give you a new default. He can do that. 
you can rewire some things. You can have to do some work and renew your mind. Start to believe some different things about yourself. Sometimes we've got to go, you know what? This isn't who I am. I need to start believing differently. I need to create a new default. I need to create new ditches in my mind where I go with my thoughts. Maybe it's time to renew your mind, change that default. And from all of this little journey of getting purposeful with my life, I adopted this saying, and uh, I want to give it to you as we kind of wrap things up this morning. It's my one and only point, and I'm sure you're going to remember it. Uh, and it. And it's helped me battle this tendency to keep pressing the remind me tomorrow button. I just got this tendency, I just to keep pressing it. I'm going to, when I get home, I'm going to update my computer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, breakthrough, where's, wow. This point of mine, which I want to leave you with this morning, is actually put into a song by Elvis Presley to make it really, really, really memorable. You remember anything this morning? Just remember that. It's now or never. It's now or never. One point, one very simple message. Whenever you feel prompted by God to do something good, not every prompt is from God, okay? But when you feel, as Paul said to the Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is excellent, whatever is praiseworthy, don't just think about it, but act on it. When God speaks to you about putting something right, when he talks to you about putting things in order or putting things in priority, when you feel like just clicking that button, oh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow, you've got to tell yourself. <laughs> Come on. When you feel like you're going to press that button, remind me tomorrow, you've got to know this, guys. You've got to know this. I am not going to put off any longer. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to get it done. Maybe the band, band could come up. It would be great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for some of us, and this is fun, and it's been fun, and for some of us, you know, you may go home and go, you know what, I should update my, uh, my computer, or I really should start putting petrol in my car a little earlier before it runs out. I get really... But for, for others here this morning, you're thinking about some very serious things. You're thinking about some very critical things that you've been unintentional with. You're thinking about maybe even some life and death stuff, you know, when it comes to things like our health, when it comes to things like our relationships and our finances. Huge area with our finance. I'll be generous when, you know. <laughs> I'll get that, all that in order tomorrow when just things are a little bit easier. Listen, it's now or never. It's now or never. I love starting things on like a Wednesday afternoon. You know, often we go, like, I'll start that on Monday. Yeah, it's Friday. I'll wait till after. Then I love just starting things right then and there, now or never. Because I know if I don't act on that thing, it's not going to happen. 
it's not going to happen. And right now, we've got an opportunity, and the Holy Spirit's here, and, and He's amazing, and He's great. And I, I'm going to pray a dangerous prayer for you. And it's a prayer that will keep your hands off that button. Remind me tomorrow. And it's this. Why don't you bow your heads? Father, I thank you for every person here. And I sense, God, that there is procrastination in all of us in some way or shape. Some of it's, some of it's pretty harmless, like keeping your room tidy. But some of us have been putting off things that are so, so critical. Relationships. Someone here, something about a relationship with their father or parent. You've just been putting off, putting off, putting off, getting that thing right. Come on, listen, I'm telling you this morning, you need to put that right today. You need to leave this place and ring someone up today and put that thing right. Man, I just feel that so strongly. Some relational issue needs sorting today. God's telling you, sort it out today. For others in this room, it's things we've just been letting go, getting by. Holy Spirit is going to remind us of those things. And Father, I pray, I thank you that you are the great reminder. That you bring to our attention. Show us, God, of all of the things that are important if we're living by accident in any of those places. God, if we have a habit, are in a lifestyle of putting off, putting off, of putting off. I pray you'd help us to say it's now or never. It's now or never. Maybe this morning, this, this may not be a spiritual thing. It could be just health, a health-related issue. i got to stop eating too many chocolate or i got to Start doing some exes now or never. Maybe it's your relationship with God. You've been putting off doing that thing you've heard Him speak to you about. It's now or never. Have that attitude. It's now or never. It's now or never. I pray this morning in Jesus' name over every heart, over every life, over every person listening today that God, you would help us. Lord, you would empower us. Where there is discipline lacking, God, we pray that we would have your strength. Lord, where there's areas in our life where we are just ignorant, Father, I pray that you would help us get the help we need. Where we are entrenched in just thinking one way or another, like it's just our default, our normal, I pray that you would see new normals established in our hearts and in our minds. God, let there be people who would gather around us and support us and walk with us to see us walk into freedom and see change be carried out in our lives. I pray in Jesus' name.